Chelsea Bay. And I'm Shay. Together, we are Fulfillment. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their personal journey towards fulfillment through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. The following stories are true and no one's identity has been protected. Here's Fulfillment Stories podcast number 44. Anne Hoyt is the cheesemaker and co-founder at Lilanot Cheese. Anne was born in the north of France and started working in agriculture as a chicken and turkey farmer, vegetable grower, and also worked with goats and goat cheese. Later, she was a shepherd in Switzerland. After years of training and hands-on experience, her and her husband John brought the best raclette in the world to northern Michigan. Here's Anne's story from the 2017 September event. Um, I also really got to know Anne because we were both on the board of the Chiapas Water Project. So passions go way beyond cheese, but um, using business and time and energy for good and, and for um, farmers in other countries. So here's Anne. Bonsoir. <laughs> I was asked to say something in French tonight, so here, this is my French word. <laughs> so this is a very interesting evening for me. I've been thinking about uh, coming, not coming, coming, not coming, hoping it would be canceled. <laughs> and, uh, but here I am, so you are going to have to listen to my story. And I hope you will understand every word I'm saying. I know my English is not 100% perfect, and sometimes people misunderstand what I'm trying to say. So, and you won't be able to Google that because your phone are off. So, uh, but uh, raise your hand if you didn't understand something I said. So, anyway, my name is Anne. I only have 15 minutes. It's a, it's a very short time. Um, I was born in uh, northern France on the Belgian border. It's uh, in a big city, a little bit like Detroit. I'm moving here because the light is really bright in my eyes. Uh, and uh, I'm from a very blue-collar family. My dad was a uh, factory worker. My mother was a housekeeper. And so we lived a very, very simple lifestyle, uh, which I never minded because I didn't know any better. And uh, I had three brothers. But one thing I knew is I didn't like that city life. And every summer we went in the countryside on vacation, camping, either along a lake or river. Uh, my father loved fishing. And it was what I was waiting for all year, going to the country, going hiking, going fishing, and most of all going to, uh, in the little village and, and looking, going to the dairy farms and buying the local cheese and, um, and going to the farmer's market and buying the local products. And everything tasted so much better than it did at home. Uh, and it was just something I remember, and it was an important part of my life, my summer vacation, and the food there, the food I was eating in my summer vacation, the local food, actually, like the crepes in Brittany. And, and, uh, but my heart, I really always loved going to the dairy farms and try the, the local cheeses. I always loved cheese. So 
I knew the city life wasn't for me, and I was always hoping that one day I would move to the countryside and become a farmer. It was my dream. So when I was 18, although I, had, I was supposed to become a social worker, when I was 18, I left, and I went to live on a farm. Uh, I had a boyfriend at the time who was already living on the farm, so it was very convenient. And we, uh, it was actually a commune, and we raised vegetables and rabbits, and we made our own bread, and, and everything was good for that one summer, but then everything went sour. And we had to move out of that commune. And uh, for the next few years, we just moved from farm to farm, learning a lot about farming, um, learning a lot about people. Basically, growing up, I was very young. And until uh, one day, we found our own place. And it was a beautiful farmhouse with some land in the south of France, near Roquefort, uh, where they make the famous blue cheese. So we lived there for a few years. The farm was suitable to raise uh, poultry and to grow vegetables. So for the next five years, we grew uh, uh, organic vegetables and free-range chicken and turkeys by the hundreds. I mean, we were, we were on a mission. That's what we were doing. We needed to make a living. And we sold everything at the farmer's market. But um, after a few years of that farming life, uh, we realized that we were actually not making any money and just basically paying the bills and eating every day. That's the beauty of being a farmer. At least you eat every day. And we were trading chicken for cheese or chicken for honey. Or, you know, there was a lot of trading going on in the community and in the villages, but there was no cash. Just enough to buy the food for the next batch of chicken or on and on. So, and on top of that, uh, I was already a vegetarian. So the... Uh, the chicken business was not really my cup of tea, and I really needed to get out of that. I actually killed chicken. I uh, did everything you do to a chicken before you sell it, and I sold the chicken, but I never ate one. So uh, it was time to move on. And we, the, the boyfriend at the time had a... Um, I had a connection in Switzerland. He had been traveling a lot. He was uh, a young or old hippie or whatever you want to look at him. He had connections in Switzerland, and we found a job in Switzerland um, uh, as shepherds. So in Switzerland, and I think they still do it, although I haven't been there for a while, but uh, in the summertime, they hire people um, to take care of their cows, their heifers, and their animals up in the mountains uh, while they can take care of their crops down in the valley and get ready for the long winters. So um, we found a job as shepherds, and it was beautiful up in the Alps, 2,000 meters, just running after the cows all day. We were not milking, they were heifers, we didn't have to do anything, just take care of them and feed them. But after a few weeks of doing that job, um, we realized that on, not only we needed a break from uh, the chicken farming, but we needed a break from each other. And we had been together for a few years, 
and everything had been beautiful, but there was maybe, maybe time to do something different on our own. So when a girlfriend came to the mountains and asked me if I would like to uh, uh, go with her on a hike in the mountains for a couple of weeks, uh, I said, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> and, and Jackie, my boyfriend at the time, didn't have any problems with it because he knew we needed a break. So I hope I'm not giving too much personal information here, but <laughs> it is a huge part of the rest of my story. So, um, uh, so here we go. We went hiking. With, her name was Annelies, and we went hiking in the Alps. It was wonderful. We had two, two mountain horses. Uh, they carried, we didn't ride them, but they carried the food, and they carried uh, the tent and everything we needed. And Annelies also had a boyfriend who would bring us um, uh, fresh food and a bottle of wine every once in a while, wherever we would end up for the night. So uh, here we go, we are hiking, having a wonderful time. It was probably some of the best memories of my life. And um, one night, it was gonna rain, and we know it, the storm was coming. We just had the time to plant our tent. And we, um, we planned the tent, but the boyfriend managed, it started raining, and the boyfriend managed to build a fire under the rain. Uh, I, I don't know how he did that, but he just did it. And he cooked us dinner. And next thing we know, as we are trying to stay dry under the tent, he brought us that most beautiful, meal that it was so simple. It was just melted cheese over a piece of rye bread. And basically, that was it. So I don't know if I was starving from the hike, but I really thought it was the most wonderful food ever. And it is the first time I ever had raclette. I never had raclette in France, but I had raclette for the first time. I was 25 in Switzerland. and. Little did I know that that cheese would become a huge part of my life for the next 30 years. But I didn't know any about that yet. Um, we ate, we went to sleep. In the morning, we started hiking again, and we arrived on an alpine farm where four guys were working, uh, making cheese. There was, it was extremely rustic, no electricity, no running water. Um, it, it was, they were making cheese, they were milking cows by hand, they were making cheese uh, in a couple, uh, in a copper kettle with a fire underneath the kettle and there was just a hole in the ceiling for a chimney. And I can tell you, none of that would pass an inspection here in this country. <laughs> But they were making the most delicious cheese. And it was a very interesting sight. And there was four guys walking there. It was uh, a guy from Ireland. who was actually a native Swiss from the valley, Andre, who had never done anything but milking cows and taking care of cows. He was a true mountain guy. And there was a black guy, which was very unusual in the mountains of Switzerland, a shepherd from Cap Verde, and there was an American guy. 
And I think that day, I really think that day I fell in love with the old package, the Alpine farm, uh, the cheese, of course. The cheese making operation was really interesting to me because I had been working on goat cheese farms, helping friends, and, uh, uh, but it was a very different process. And when I saw the way they were making cheese, I really thought, I really thought, this is serious cheese making here. They really know what they are doing. And, and, um, and I think that day I fell in love with, with everything and probably most of all the sexy American cheese maker. <laughs> right there. Uh, <laughs> who spoke French with an accent. So uh, we, in, in, in France, I know a lot of people love France, but in France we love American people speaking with an accent. <laughs> so, well, 30 years later, 30 some years later, here we are. Uh, we got married and we made a lot of cheeses. No, 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 not yet. Anyway, so this, I, I only have three minutes left. I can't believe it. But I want to talk. This is, I, can't, I want to talk about something is the challenge uh, when we have running that business, when it took us so long to get going after that first meeting, years and years. And the everyday challenge, um, the everyday challenge is, I wanted to say to Fernando when he asked that question, how do you get going every day? And the short answer would have been, we, uh, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning and a glass of wine at night. <laughs> and, but but it's, it's so much more than that. Uh, starting a business when you have no money, because we came in this country with no money, and starting a business, an idea so fresh, when nobody has never done before, every day is a challenge. Every day you get up and you wonder, how am I gonna do that? And you take the challenge, Good days, bad days, you just take it and you make it happen. And it's, it's a, a huge part of being in business for all of those years in this community are all of the people we met, the people who helped us grow, the people who helped us in our business, the people who, who uh, taught us so much, we learned so much. And I think it's because of this community but most of all, I want to say, I mean, I got involved like in the Chiapas Water Project through Lilano Cheese Company. Without that, I probably would have never heard about it. And, and that, was, that is very important to me as a business owner, uh, not only making cheese, but running a business. It's very important to be a part of a community. And I got you. <laughs> and, and, but I mean, really for me is you get to be happy every day and proud in what you do. And happy and proud are two very different things, but they are such a huge part of what you do, no matter what you do. And if you are not happy, I think it's okay to give up and to look for your next dream. So that would be your answer. <laughs> I'm just talking to you.